Hey friends, welcome or welcome back to the Swoon Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Naz, and today I will be doing another rendition of Love or List. And today I will be discussing three of the August K-drama offerings, My Dearest, Behind Your Touch, and Destined With You. So let's jump right into it. But before I do, I'm experimenting with kind of like a new format for Love or List. I know I've been making a lot of changes lately, but I'm still trying to, you know, feel this whole solo format out. And I was thinking it would be a little bit more helpful to do kind of like a full recap of the first two episodes of these shows that I'm talking about. And then going into like reflections and questions and all those things only because I feel like in the past, um, I've talked about the show as if the person listening has already watched it as well. So not really going into too much detail about the plot or anything, just kind of sharing general impressions, first impressions and things like that. But I think for someone that hasn't checked out the show at all, it may be helpful to kind of get a full picture of what happened in the first episode or first two episodes to even see if it's a show that they're interested in. So I'm just experimenting with this. We'll see how it works, but y'all let me know what you think. Um, but I think it'll be really helpful. Um, just get a full recap of what happened in whatever episode of whatever show to just better make a decision on if it's something that you even want to, you know, engage with. So let me know what you think about that. Um, so yeah, let's jump right into it. So excited. So the first drama I'll be talking about is My Dearest. Okay. And (laughs) spoiler alert, I love this show. Um, (laughs) I know I'm going out of order, but if you follow me on social media at Sue and Diaries Pod. You know that I've been raving about this show any chance I can get. So I'm super excited to talk about it finally on the show. So let's jump into it. This rundown is coming from Vicky. Jang Hyun is living without purpose or desire. He's a cold-hearted man who loves no one until he gets introduced to love after meeting Gil Che. She is charming and admired by all, but her first love, Yeon Jun, is already engaged to her best friend, Eunae. Yeonjun, a Sung Kyung Wan student, struggles with his feelings for Gilche but cannot break off his engagement due to tradition. Eun-ae does not doubt or hate the two. As Jang Hyun becomes entangled in this unusual love triangle, Gilche, who has only loved Yeonjun, is confused about her own feelings. The relationship between these four gets put into an even bigger twist at the breakout of war. Will they survive the challenges of war and find their love amidst the chaos? So, Jang Hyun is played by Nam Gung Min, who you may have seen in One Dollar Lawyer, The Veil, Hot Stove League, and Good Manager, just to name a few. Gil Che is played by An Eun Jin, who you may have seen in The One and Only and The Good Bad Mother that came out this year. Eun is played by Yi Da In, who you may have seen in Alice and Dr. Prisoner. And Yeon Jun is played by Yi Hak Ju, who you may have seen in Shadow Detective and My Name. So I'm just going to give a quick recap of what happened in the first two episodes of My Dearest. So in episode one, it starts off and it's 1659 and a royal inspector comes into the palace and he's told to look into a portion of the court records. And he was told that there was a man who led the crown prince astray and now he's struck with madness and his name is Yi Jang Hyun, who is our you know main character. So then we see the inspector go down to what seems kind of like a asylum and he stops at a cell and there's a man with long white hair and he has his back turned and the inspector asks himself, is this Jang Hyun? 
So then we go back in time and we see that Jang Hyun is on a beach and he's like bloodied and he has a sword. An entire army is behind him. And then he faces the army and advances towards them and then it fades. And I'm like, okay. And then we go back again to 1637. And that's where we meet Gilche. And she's this like bright, bubbly girl. She's very full of herself, very vain. But like, yes, it's annoying, but it's also kind of cute as well. It's not too unbearable. So she's narcissistic in a way, but she's not a mean and nasty person. She's just very, she's very full of herself though. Um, so all the men in the village, they fall over themselves for her. Like every time she's around, they're like, oh my goodness, Gilche. And she has everyone wrapped around her finger, but she really loves Yanjun. And as I said in the rundown, he's in love with her friend. No, I'm sorry. No, he's not in love. Well, I guess he's in love, but he's engaged to her friend, Une. So she tries to get Yanju's attention by standing on the swing and swinging. And she's like, you know, she got her servant to like break the swing so he can come and save her. But she ends up falling and Jang Hyun ends up saving her. And then you immediately, you immediately feel the vibe. You immediately feel the vibes. You feel the chemistry. Something's happening. And so she, that's how she meets Jang Hyun. So she meets him and she's like, okay, I really want Yeon Jun to, you know, like me. So she's like, this Jang Hyun guy, he knows a lot about Hanyang because he's like well-traveled. So she asked Jang Hyun to take her to Hanyang in exchange for this exam he's trying to take. Um, because she has, I think she has like the answer or she has the exam or something like that. So they take a boat ride to Hanyang and we get introduced to Ryangum, who is a singer and Jang Hyun's friend. And he's performing at this event that they went to. So later on in the episode, Jang Hyun throws the 60th wedding anniversary for um, this elderly couple that he's living with. And... Um, during the party, Gilchade creates this like master plan again to kind of trap Yeonjun. And she basically like lures him into like a barn and she tries to get him to like kiss her. And Jang Hyun happened to be in the barn as well, like hiding behind a wall. She didn't know that he was there. But he ends up, but Yeonjun ends up rejecting Gilchade. He's like, no, like I can't, like I'm with Une, like I can't, I can't do this. So Une comes into the barn. And Gilche had to end up hiding. So Jang Hyun kind of like pulls her and like hides her. And then he's like, well, it's not going to work out with, with um, Yanjun. So you should just come to me. And she's like appalled because Jang Hyun wasn't like, oh, like I want to marry you. He was literally just like, you can just be with me. Like he's like, no, like I don't believe in marriage. Like I'm all about the unmarried life. And she's just like, oh my gosh, like how dare you? Like I would never get into any sort of like <laughs> entanglement like that with you like absolutely not so they go back out to the party and all the girls like in the village are like judging Gilche I don't think they knew what happened but none of the girls in the village like her because of just you know how she is and um she's talking to Jang Hyun and she's just like you know like I just want to you know, be with the person that like, I think she said, like, I just want to be with the person that like makes my heart beat. Like, I just want to, you know, find my person basically. And then she starts to cry. And then he like reaches to wipe her tears, but then he like stops himself. And then literally just as all this is happening, like the, the wedding anniversary party is happening. Gil Chan and Jang Han are having this deep conversation. She's crying, all this stuff. Someone, you know, rushes into the party and says that the Chang have invaded 
Joseon. So that is how all of this ends. So immediately, first of all, I was just completely taken by the cinematography of the show. It was brilliant. It was beautiful. I was just so taken by the visuals. I was completely sold from the beginning. The chemistry between the leads, I feel, is so magnetic. From the very beginning, I was just like, I love this. And I've said this many times, but if you've been listening for a while, you know that historical dramas are not my thing. I do not gravitate towards them. I watched a handful of them and I only love one of them. And that is The Red Sleeve. Every other historical I've seen, I really don't like. So I was just like, wow, like, I love this. Um, I, I don't know. I was just completely enthralled from the beginning. I cannot even, I don't know. I can't explain it. I just was in love with it from the start. Um, I sense major angst and devastation coming because, you know, war and everything that comes with that. Um, I really enjoy our main leads, Gil Chang Jang Hyun, because they're both very chaotic in their own way. And they're really fun to watch because they have this great banter. So it's really exciting. Um, also, this is my first Nam Gung Min show. I am I am in love. He's amazing. He is incredible. He's an incredible actor. I need to watch all of his shows. I added all of his shows to my watch list. Like, he is incredible. And also, Gilchay is very interesting. She's quite sneaky. She's quite conniving. Um, and I'm looking forward to her character growth because she needs it. I mean, Une is her friend, like her actual friend, and she's trying to steal her man. Like, so I'm going to need her to get herself together. So I'm, I'm looking forward to some serious character growth. And then also with Jang Hyun, Jang Hyun is very interesting because he is a complete mystery, complete mystery. Um, we know nothing about him nothing he just literally appears in this village we don't know anything about him but i do know that from the first time he like encountered gilche he was like enchanted by her from the very beginning so he definitely fell first so i'm so interested to find out more about him so now onto some questions i have about this drama so first of all of course who's the man in the cell is the man in the cell jang hyun like is it like i don't know like i i'm but then when I think about that, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, what does that mean for Gilche? Like, what does that mean for their love story? So I'm like, who is this man in the cell? Also, what is Jang Hyun's secret? What is his story? What was his past like? I'm so curious about that. I'm also wondering, what is the story between Gilche and Yeonjun? Because Gilche is head over heels in love with this guy. And it seems like he has affection for her as well. But I guess he had to marry Une, you know, for some because of some sort of obligation. I don't know. But the feelings that Gilche has for him, I, I don't sense those same desperate feelings on his end. So I'm really wondering what is going on there and if they're ever going to really explain that. He is very much committed to Une, though. So he doesn't really fall for any of Gilche's advances. Um, so, yeah. But I'm just wondering, like, why is she so, like, hung up on him? Like, and he doesn't seem to be reciprocating it. I don't know, or at least not showing it like she does. Um, but yeah, I just think it's weird that, like, her, he's literally engaged to her friend and she's actively pursuing him. I don't understand how she can do that. So again, I'm looking for some serious character growth on her part. <laughs> um, I'm also curious about Jang Hyun's friends and how he met them. 
I'm especially curious about Ryungum. Like, I don't know. He seems very mysterious to me. I'm very curious about how he and Jonghyun met and like what their past is. Um, so we'll see about that. As far as hopes, I need this drama to give me what the Red Sleeve gave me. And like I said, the Red Sleeve is the only historical drama that I like. Like it's in my top five. I absolutely love that drama. And the reason why I was interested in starting this drama is because I was like, this is giving Red Sleeve vibes. I think this is going to be like my Red Sleeve of 2023. So I'm really hoping that it gives that energy. Um, so yeah, and if, so far it is. I'm, yeah, so far it is, which leads us to my decision. Of course, I love this show. I've continued to watch it. I'm caught up. Um, at the time I'm recording this, um, the last two episodes of part one will be coming out. So I am so excited, but also terrified because I don't know what's going to happen in part two. So yeah, there's this is a two-part drama. So part one had 10 episodes, part two had 10 episodes, so We'll have, I'm sorry, 10 episodes. So we'll see how part one ends this coming weekend. Um, I am, I, I literally don't even know. When I tell y'all that episodes seven and eight, I mean, wow. Wow, wow, and wow. Every single episode of this show has gripped my heart. This show is riveting. It is so well acted. The story is so engaging. You know, having this, you know, romance kind of come together with the backdrop of the war it really, you know, like the stakes are so high and you really feel it. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, when I watch this, this show, like I just literally, I just feel it with every fiber of my being. I, I mean, it just makes you feel so much and I just think it's so well done. So I highly recommend this show, even if you don't like historicals, because like I said, I, I promise y'all, I do not like historical dramas. Um, and I'm realizing that maybe I only like historicals that are like very, you know, hard hitting, emotional, um, are more character driven um, because I'm just loving this so much. So yeah, highly recommend. Please check it out um, and let me know what you think. So that is my dearest. <laughs> okay, now on to Behind Your Touch. And this rundown is from Asian Wiki. Bang Ye-boon works as a veterinarian in the peaceful and crime-free rural village of Mujin. She also possesses a psychometric superpower. When she touches the rear end of a person or animal, she's able to see into their past. She is a warm-hearted person who is meddlesome. While she is experimenting with how far her powers can go, she gets involved with Detective Moon Jang-yeol. Moon Jang-yeol was a hotshot detective on the violent crime investigation team in Seoul, but he was demoted to the small police station in Mujin. He struggles to get back to the police department in Seoul. To obtain his transfer, he uses Bong Ye-boon's special psychometric superpower. They work together on, a, on small cases in Mujin, but a serial murder case suddenly takes place. Meanwhile, Kim Sun-woo, who suddenly appeared on Mujin, works part-time at a convenience store in the village. He has a naive and tender smile while he treats other people with kindness, but he is also a mysterious figure. Bong Ye-boon is played by Han Ji-min, who you may have seen in Our Blues, One Spring Night and Familiar Wife. Moon Jang-yeol is played by Eamon Ki, who you may have seen him because this is my first life, The Beauty Inside, and My Liberation Notes. And Kim Sun-woo is played by Suho, member of XO, and who's also in a drama called Rich Man. So this is what happened in episodes one and two. So in episode one, we meet Ye-boon as a high school student. Also, I need to add, Han Ji-min looks amazing. Like she really pulled off 
the high school student thing without any sort of problems. Like she looks so young, but anyways, <laughs> she's running a she's running and she finds her mom on a stretcher and her mom has already passed away. So her aunt takes her in and raises her through the rest of her school years and her grandfather lives in the house as well. So since he never supported her parents' marriage, he doesn't speak to Yebun and literally ignores her. It's so strange and it's so rude. So because she ended up moving in with her aunt and her grandfather, she starts going to a new school and meets her mom's friend's daughter, Okui, and become instant friends. And then she finishes high school and they jump forward to when she's done with veterinary school and she has her own practice. And unfortunately, it's not very successful. And her aunt works with her and is trying to convince her to start treating livestock because they live in such a small town and the practice isn't doing well. So they're like, okay, well, let's just, you know, kind of just deal with farm animals. So her aunt makes these like really embarrassing flyers with her graduation photo and pictures of pigs and cows. And she starts like passing them around town. And one of the people she gives it to is Jang Yol, who just arrived to town from Seoul. And later in the episode, she's treating her first cow. And <laughs> you guys, the show's unhinged. Okay, so she's treating her first cow. And at the time, there happened to also be a meteor shower happening. So she has her hand on the cow's butt. And at that moment, there was like a bright flash. And Yebun wakes up literally three days later in her house. And her aunt is like, I'm so glad you're okay. I thought you were dead. Like, what happened to you? And, you know, Yebun is like, what? Like, I don't understand what, what happened. Like, what, 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 why was I out for like three days? So she gets in, goes into work. And then she realizes whenever she touches her, her pet's, like, butts, she can see what they have seen. Like, she can see kind of like life from their perspective. And she goes to the doctor and a shaman. And they're like, we can't help you. Like <laughs> the doctor was like, I can, I can send you a psychiatrist to a psychiatrist. The shaman was like scamming her and she was like, all right, well, I guess this is it. So then she tried to test her ability on the bus. Cause she saw this guy like groping this woman and, um, she like test, she tried to test on the guy by like touching his butt. But then she ends up getting arrested by Jang Yul for like groping and her aunt goes to the station to bail her out and we find out that her aunt's first love is the police chief and they did this like ridiculous callback to 2521 <laughs> it was so funny like they showed like the police chief and her aunt's past and it was like they were Hido and Ijin like riding their bikes together or like fencing and I was like this is insane like I could not believe my eyes but I thought it was so funny so later on in the episode, she's like, I don't know what she was doing, but Jang Yeol was like moving into his apartment and she happened to be around because the apartment that he's moving into, her best friend like owns the property. So he's like, like walking with like a heavy box or something and he's about to fall down the steps. So she like, she like, you know, to hold him, like she like touches his butt, but then like, and then she's able to like see his past, but then like he recognized her, of course, from him having to arrest her and he's just like oh you're, you're like that creepy girl and he literally like body slums her and that's how the episode ended and i was like what this show is unhinged so then episode two you know we open up business is booming at yebun's 
practice because all she has to do is touch the little dog and dogs and cats butts and she can see exactly what's wrong so like if there's a dog that's like you know oh they're 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 not eating or whatever like she can see like oh the dog like runs around town all day and is like eating scraps by the time they get home they're not hungry anymore or something like that like oh you should fix the hole in your backyard so like she's able to like quickly figure out what's wrong with these animals so like business is booming like people are like literally in line like wrapped around the neighborhood to get into you know the hospital so then one day this guy Sunwoo comes in and Yeboon is like completely taken by him and he brings in a stray kitten and then we also find out that he works at the neighborhood convenience store so you know we're like okay so that's how we get introduced to Suho's character so then later the guy that owns the cow <laughs> that Yeboon was helping before she you know got knocked out by the meteor shower um comes back and asks Yeboon to come look at his cow again because she's having issues since she gave birth so Yeboon goes and she texts the cow and her and the farmer are walking out of like the barn and he trips <laughs> he trips and he falls <laughs> and his hat falls off of his head and he's bald on the top of his head and she's like what happened to your hair you used to have really sick hair what happened and he's like I'm sorry <laughs> he's like he's like has anything weird happened to you ever since the night of the meteor shower and she was like yes yes and he was like whenever I touch a leg I just see everything and she was like it's the butt for me like so they were like having this bonding moment and he was so excited so basically he was saying how like he's just been touching like every leg he can and he's like I'm just been so excited and just touching everything so I can see things but he was like ever since I started doing that my hair started to fall out so then like he you know he dropped her off back home and he was just like you know just remember with great power comes great hair loss so then she's like terrified because she's like I don't want to go bald because of my you know my my superpower so then she tells her aunt like I'm closing the hospital until further notice because she thinks if she keeps seeing the animals her hair is gonna fall out so you guys this is when I'm actually talking it out makes me realize how like crazy this show is so <laughs> since she closed down the hospital indefinitely her aunt basically like plans like a kidnapping for her in exchange for like a large fee so she gets Yebon like kidnapped by these people and like the people gave her like you know a large envelope of money and she's just like why how could you do this to me and she's just like I we have to keep the, the, the business running so she gets taken by these people and she ends up in this like little kitchen and all this like yummy seafood is there and you know Yebun is like having the time of her life she's like okay I'm, I guess I'll eat so then she's like stuffing her face and then all these like depressed tired looking people enter the room it's like three of them and one of them happens to be Yebun's classmate from vet school so she finds out that basically all of them have been like recruited there to like vaccinate like 10,000 flatfish so it's they're literally that's why all the people look depressed because they're literally just like sitting in this like this room with like all the fish and they just have to like vaccinate like they're literally just like poking them with the syringes like for hours and hours and hours on end so they're all just like zombies so basically later on the farm gets a shipment of like 
the flatfish food and then the police get involved because they're like oh it's a drug shipment or whatever they're trafficking drugs so you know again wrong place wrong time for between Yevun and Jang Yeol and Jang Yeol sees her after she's been doing these flatfish vaccinations for hours so she has like bags in her eyes she looks like a zombie and he was just like oh you're a drug addict and he body slams her again so then she ends up getting arrested with her her and her classmate end up getting arrested and i am I'm, I'm saying this and it just seems crazy <laughs> so <laughs> they get arrested they're at the police station and her classmate is like you know falling asleep so she gets a blanket for him and um while she's putting the blanket on him she like her hand like raises his butt and she sees that he is holding a woman hostage. So she waved it off because she doesn't think that her ability works on humans. So then later on at the end of the episode, we see a scene of this woman and she's running away. And then shortly after we see her same classmate dragging like this woman's dead body, like into like kind of like a, into like the woods. So at the end of the episode two, we're like, oh my gosh, like her classmate is a murderer. So yeah, that is what happened in these first episodes of Behind Your Touch, the first two episodes. So after watching the first two episodes, I was like, this show is hilarious. I thought it was so funny. I've never been really into like the comedic type of K-dramas, but I was like, I found it to be really refreshing and really funny. Loved the 25-21 callback. It was very... I don't know. The tone of the show is very unserious, very wacky, but I really enjoyed it. Um, Yebun is very strange. Like she's very quirky, but she's really fun. I really like her character. Jang Yeol is super mean. Not a fan of him yet. Um, he's just rude. And Sun Woo is a mystery. Like we don't really know much about him. We just know that he works at a convenience store and he loves saving stray kittens. And that's pretty much it. He saved like two or three throughout like, these two episodes. So I'm wondering how he's going to be involved in all this. So onto my questions. I'm wondering if there's going to be like a case of the day kind of format or there's going to be this overarching murder case along. So I know there's going to be this overarching murder case with like the, you know, the vet school classmate. But I'm wondering if there will also be like smaller cases, you know, within each episode as well. So I'm wondering that. I'm also wondering if she'll like ever lose her power at some point because she got it so suddenly and randomly. I wonder if she'll just like lose it randomly. I'm also wondering if there's going to be a love triangle, which I mean, I know seems like an obvious question, but still, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. I'm also wondering what Sun Woo's part is going to play in all of this because we don't know anything about him. Um, So is there more to him than just being like the second male lead? And I'm also wondering if Grandpa will ever warm up to Yeboon because I just hate that he treats her like that. He literally acts like she doesn't exist and it's really, really sad. So yeah, as far as my hopes, I'm just like, so at the end of episode one, there was this really sad like dog story um that made me almost cry um so this guy brought his dog in and was like my dog isn't eating and basically the dog stopped eating because and Yebun was able to discern this because of her ability um the dog wasn't eating because she saw that the owner the owner was kind of like an, he's an elderly man and he was struggling you know he's sick it's hard for him to kind of get around so the dog was like well I'm just gonna stop eating so I can you know pass away 
so my owner won't have to suffer to take care of me anymore and it was so sad and I'm hoping that there's no more of that because you guys know I have my little dog taco and I don't like watching sad dog things it's just too much for me so I'm hoping there's no more of that <laughs> um as far as my decision I am intrigued by this show I will keep watching I am so behind um I think the show is up to episode six now so I need to catch up but I do want to keep watching it. Um, I feel like it balances out the heavier shows I'm watching. So I want to keep watching it and see how it goes. It's like my weekend happy show. So we'll see. I mean, if I watch three and four and end up changing my mind, don't hold it against me. But so far, I like it. So yeah, I, I mean, if you're looking for something that is a little light, um, fluffy, has a you know twist of murder as I say um go for it definitely check it out I mean I think the goofiness wouldn't be for everybody but I think it's definitely worth checking out to see if you you know open to it but I love Hanjimin and Iman Keys and I love Suho I love XO so I was like I'm definitely gonna check it out so I you know I'm intrigued I definitely want to continue so I will stick with this one <laughs> last but not least Destined with You super excited to talk about this one. So here is the rundown. Ehang Jo is a low-grade level nine civil servant. She always does her best at work, even though she suffers from many civil complaints. In her personal life, she's used to being alone. One day, she happens to become the owner of an old wooden chest and the key to lift a curse from Zhang Shen Yu. Zhang Shen Yu is a competent lawyer who is smart and good looking. He's usually in the spotlight wherever he goes, but he suffers from an unexplained disease. His condition gets progressively worse. He's desperate to lift the curse that has run through his family for generations. Zhang Shen Yu seeks help from Yi Hong Zhou, who owns the old wooden chest. Yi Hong Zhou is played by Zhou Boa, who you may have seen in Tale of the Nine-Tailed, as well as the sequel, Tale of the Nine-Tailed 1938, Military Prosecutor Doberman, Forrest, and My Strange Hero. Zhang Shen Yu is played by Ro Woon, who is a member of SF9, he will be in a drama called Wedding Battle that will be coming out later this year. He was also in Tomorrow, The King's Affection, She Would Never Know, and Extraordinary You. Kwon Jae Kyung is played by Ha Joon, who you may have seen in Missing the Other Side 1 and 2, Bad Prosecutor, and Crazy Love. And Yoon Na Yeon is played by Yura, who is a member of the K-pop group Girls Day. She was also in Forecasting Love and Weather, and Now We Are Breaking Up. So... Episode one and two, A Destiny With You, were quite loaded. It, a lot happened. A lot happened. So the show opens up and Hangzhou is lying unconscious in what appears to be an abandoned house. And it has like caution tape all around it. And it looks really creepy. And she wakes up and she sees Shin Yu and she thinks that she's dead. So she thinks he's a handsome Grim Reaper. And she's just like, oh, are you going to come take me away? And then we go six months into the past. And we see Hangzhou and she's facing off against these angry townspeople who are complaining about noise at a construction site. And while this is happening, a man appears to jump from one of the high levels of the construction site and falls to his death. So then we go to the present day and Shin Yu is at his desk working. Literally, this is this is this is like how I'm describing it is exactly how like it, it jumped around. So he's at his desk working at night in the office alone and a hand appears under his hand. His hand is on his desk. A hand appears under his and interlocks fingers with him. And then a bloody hand like moves up his body and caresses his face. Oh, and then he tells the hand, don't do this today. I have a trial tomorrow. 
red hand, don't do this today. I said, what is this? What is going on here? So confused. <laughs> so confused. Mind you, it's like the first like five minutes of the show. So the next day, we're at the trial that Shinyu was, was preparing for. And it's regarding this death that happened at the construction site. So the man that passed away, his wife is on the stand and it comes out that the husband fell on purpose so they could get money for their child's treatment, but he wasn't supposed to die. He was just supposed to get injured. So they were going to get kind of like a working workers comp, um, so they can get money. So the plan was just for him to injure himself, but he ended up dying accidentally. And Shin Yu was representing the company and you could tell that he was having kind of like a moral dilemma about it. Um, so the client that they represented in that case, he ends up being this like terrible jerk. He, you know, they, they were having these kind of like, they had like a, I don't know if it was like a, yay, we won the case type of event they were having, but they were all kind of like at dinner together at a lounge or something. And he was like groping one of like the female attorneys and he ended up beating up like another one of the attorneys. So it was like a mess. So, you know, all the attorneys um, at the company, they're trying to figure out like what to do about him. So I'll come back to that later. So then we find out that Hongjo is getting transferred to City Hall and she's dreading it because the supervisor there hates her because of, you know, a prior experience they had together. And then later that night, we switch back to this abandoned house that Hongjo had, you know, passed out in at the beginning of the show before the flashback. But it turns out it's kind of like a haunted house. So this guy was in there. And he's like has his video camera and he's like exploring and he ends up like falling on a blade and I think his head got cut off. It was, it was, oh, it was a lot, very sudden and disturbing. So I was like, okay. So then after that, um, we see Rowoon in his office again and the bloody hand returns and he was like, oh, like, I do need comfort right now, but like, could you wash your hands? And I was just like, oh my gosh, like, he's like this thing. He had, I, I don't know. This happens a lot, apparently. He has a relationship with this hand. And then he starts ha- kind of having like this episode and he's like, he appears to be like in a lot of pain. So then later at City Hall, the family of the guy that died at the haunted house comes and they said they really want this house demolished. And Hongjo was feeling really bad because she's like, dang, like this family is hurting. She's like, and she'll, she basically just like interrupts and she's like, I'll take care of it. So her and her coworker go to the house and they're kind of like looking around and she ends up seeing like Shin Yu. He was like inside one of the rooms, but she gets startled and she like passes out. And that's how we come back around to the scene that started the episode of the first place. So turns out that this house is a shrine that is owned by Shin Yu's family. And Shin Yu was put in charge of this house, you know, to keep take care of it and keep it up. But, but Shin Yu put somebody else in charge of the house and that person wasn't taking care of it. So the house just ended up being like very neglected and dilapidated and haunted. So later on, Shin Yu's at the doctor about his problems and the doctor was like, you have a genetic disorder. You know, it's affecting your brain. You know, your brain is basically like a ticking time bomb. You could have a stroke, yada, yada, yada. So this is like, okay, so now he has a medical condition. So then later on, Hangzhou goes to the law firm because she finds out, you know, Shin Yu is the one that owns the house because she's trying to get it demolished. And she sees him in the elevator 
because she doesn't know that he's Shinyu. So she thinks that she's dead again because she thinks that he's a Grim Reaper. But then she's like, oh, you're a person? So then she finds out that he's Shinyu. So she's trying to talk to him and she's like, you know, like, can you agree to get this house demolished? And he's like, no. Um, So he's just like, no, like, get out. Like, I'm not getting the house demolished. So she's on her way back to work and there's a whole bunch of protesters outside City Hall and this guy that she has a crush on that works at City Hall named Jake Young, um, the protesters, like, this protester tried to, like, splash him with water and she ends up, like, intercepting it. So she gets splashed with water. So it's kind of, like, a way to, like, introduce us to, like, this guy, Jake Young, that she has a crush on. And, like, she's, like, he's, like, the guy that all the girls in the building, like, have a crush on. So later on, Hangzhou goes to see Shinyu again and... He gives her the information to the person that she needs to talk to to get the house demolished. So she goes to this um, nursing home and the shaman lady, she's like this old shaman lady, and um, she gives um, Hangzhou permission, permission to get the house demolished. So Shen Yu races over to the nursing home and this lady is his grandmother and he's like why did you tell her that she can get the house demolished and she's like you killed so basically then she just like gets into this like tirade and her eyes start turning red it was kind of weird and she's like you know you killed the owner of the bloody hand and this curse you know you're 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 going to be in pain you're going to continue to suffer and you're going to continue to struggle and i'm like oh my gosh like he killed the the, per- the bloody hand is a you know the hand of a person he killed like what so she basically was like, but the curse will end because the owner of the wooden box showed up. And she said the woman that he is thinking of is the owner of the box. So at the end of the episode, he digs up the box in the woods somewhere and he he takes it. So in the next episode, Shin Yu finds Hong Jo crying because her co-workers went out without her and they leave her out of everything. They're so mean to her. So she's like outside of City Hall like crying and he's like, do you want me to leave? And she's just like, yes. And he's like, well, you need to come with me. So he gives her the box and says, you need to open it. And he keeps harassing her about it throughout the episode. He keeps calling her and they have all these like funny conversations. And he's just like, harassing her. Like, did you open the box yet? Did you open the box? What's in the box? And she's like, I haven't opened it yet. Like, leave me alone. So they're kind of going through that throughout the whole episode. And I love the phone calls because you can see that they're already comfortable with each other. No one was trying to impress anybody. It was very like, I don't know. It was, it was cute. It was like, I loved the banter. So later Jake Young comes to recruit Shinyu to city hall to be their lawyer. And it ended up being great timing because a problematic client comes to Shinyu's law firm and he tries to like schmooze them. He bought them like really expensive gifts and he like, you know, quote unquote, quote unquote, like apologized for like his behavior and, you know, he's leaving and all the attorneys bow and he got mad because Shinyu didn't bow to him when he was leaving. And he was like, why didn't you bow to me? And then Shinyu was like, because I don't work here anymore. I just resigned. I don't know what about that was so attractive, but it was. But anyways, <laughs> so later on at his parents' house, his dad tells him that, okay, you quit your job. You should just rest. And um, he tells him that his condition was curable, but Shinyu's isn't. So that's then when we learn that the dad also had some sort of, you know, illness as well, issue, curse. I don't know. So then, um, 
do, 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 do. What happened then after that? Okay, so then Hangzhou, she finally gets the box open eventually. It just kind of like opened itself in a way. And then she tells Shin Yu that all that was in there was like this book of spells. And he's like, okay, well, like, I, I need to like come over and see it or whatever. Okay, so then they were like, I guess they, they agreed to like meet later. So then later on in the day, Jake Young posted like a compliment about her on like the discussion board for like City Hall. And everyone was like, oh my gosh, like, why would he shout her out? Like, did that. And like, Hangzhou is so excited. She's so excited. She's like, oh my gosh, like, oh my gosh, like, he shouted me out. Like, he must like me. Da da da. So later on, like, Shinny starts working at City Hall and he's searching stuff online and he's like, searching about a shaman named Ang Cho and it said that she was killed by Zhang Mujin. So then I'm thinking like, okay, like Zhang Mujin, like he's Zhang Shin Yu. Like, is this like an ancestor? Is this someone who, who he, you know, like what, what does this mean? So then later on, Shin Yu gives Hangzhou a ride home so he can see the book of spells. And he like waits on the side of the street and she was like, well, I'm going to just run up to my place and bring it. So she's like running up to her place and she's walking through the alley, but she gets attacked by this drunk man. And then Shin Yu comes and ends up saving her. And they're like literally walking and holding hands. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cute. <laughs> and Shin Yu's like, can I let go of your hand now? <laughs> so yeah, then she invites him in. And then um, he takes a look at the book and he saw this spell for curing diseases. So then he was like, um, can I have, you know, he's like, the only thing I ask of you, can I have one of the spells? And she's like, well, which one do you want? And he he was like, don't worry about it. So then next day at City Hall, Shin Yu's girlfriend comes, which I thought was interesting that Shin Yu's character has a girlfriend who we meet in episode one, but it's just interesting because I didn't see I didn't see that coming. But anyways, he has his girlfriend comes to the city hall to like come meet him. And she runs into Hangzhou and she, you know, they sit down because, you know, we find out that. They, they knew each other in the past and she apologizes and she's like, yeah, I just want to say, I'm sorry. We don't know what she's apologizing for. And Hangzhou rejects it because she said, I don't believe that you've changed. And then Shin Yu overhears, you know, what she said. And he was, he was just like, oh, like, have you never made a mistake before? Um, You know, like you shouldn't just not accept someone's apology. Da, da, da. And he's like being mean about it. So then they're him and his girlfriend in the car and his girlfriend is like, yeah, like, like she transferred to you know my high school and she was bullied and then I, I felt bad for her so I became her friend and then she like stole the boy that she liked and I'm like okay I don't believe you I don't think that's how things happened but we'll see so then later on all the office staff at city hall had a dinner and usually like you know Hangzhou isn't invited to these things so I guess she was like glad to be there and um after the dinner like Jake Young like pulled her to the side and was like oh, can I like talk to you for a second? And he like gave her like a shirt that he bought for her because of what happened with like the water spilling like a, a few a few days before. And then um, she started blushing. And this is like the thing with her, like she blushes a lot. Like she's always blushing. And um, he was like, oh, like your face is always flushed whenever I see you. And he and she was like, oh yeah, I, like I, it, I, that only happens when I'm around somebody I like. And she was like, oh no. And then um, she was like, yeah, like, I like you. And then um, she was like, oh, I was so surprised that you liked me too. And he was like, I do like you, but I only like you as a person. And then he was like, let's never talk about this again. So, you know, she's having, she's having not, not a good night. Not a- so she goes home 
and she like pulls out the spell book and she starts like mixing a love potion um which i assume is in- the intention is to give it to jake young so as she's make- mixing this love potion shin yu gets another attack of the bloody hand while he's driving and he like gets into an accident and i'm like whoa what's happening so yeah that's what happened in the first two episodes so crazy right so right off the bat after episode one i was like what the heck is going on here <laughs> what is happening what is this bloody hand <laughs> this is creepy <laughs> I was like, I did not think that this is what I was walking into. I thought we were getting, you know, rom-com, you know, dash of fantasy, nothing too too major. I was like, it's giving horror. You know, the guy that died in the haunted house and the guy that like fell off the building. And I'm like, okay. And the bloody hand just like kept coming back. And I was like, I cannot handle this. I can't, I can't. So after episode one, I honestly wasn't sure about the show. I was like, I don't know if I like this. (laughs) And also I felt like the first episode was all over the place. Um, They were just like throwing all sorts of things at you and it was hard to kind of like find your footing. So I was just like, oh, I don't know about this. But episode two was a lot better, I think, in terms of like storytelling. So I was like, okay, okay. I think I can get on board. Um, Also... I thought it was interesting seeing Rowoon as the cold guy because I've never seen him as a cold guy in all the shows I've seen him in. He's very much been like a puppy. So I was like, oh, he's like being cold. Like I, I've never seen the side of him, the side of his acting before. So I'm interested in that. He looks so great. He looks great. He's so handsome. But even though his character is very cold, you can tell that he has a lot of integrity. So like with the trial, you could tell that he was conflicted, you know, representing this construction company. Also him resigning from his job because he's like, I can't continue to work for a company that like, you know, entertains, encourages bad behavior from their clients, no matter how rich they are and how much business they bring to the firm. Like, I want no parts of it. And I think that shows a lot about his character. And I also think like there were some scenes in the episodes that Hangzhou, she shared like, oh, like I don't have anybody to eat with ever. Or, like, I don't have parents, I don't have family, and, like, his face would change. So you could tell that he does have a lot of compassion in his heart, but he just has, like, a hard exterior. Also, Hongjo, I love her. I think that she's the sweetest thing. She's so bubbly, she's so warm, she's so sweet. I love the fact that she's always blushing. It's, like, really adorable. And, like, you feel bad for her because of the way she's treated, because she's, again, she's so sweet. She's very peppy, hardworking, she's spunky, but, like, she's so mistreated by her co-workers they literally lie to her when they're out together and like they'll be like oh we're not out like they'll just literally intentionally like leave her out of stuff and they're so mean they literally bully her and it's so sad um and but even though she has like a hard time she's not pathetic she's not pitiful like i don't see her in that way so we'll see how it goes um but yeah also I feel like the chemistry between Shin Yu and Hongjo is so good. The banter is excellent. I love it. I wasn't expecting us to have like the enemies to lovers thing for the show. It, I, but I love it. I love enemies to lovers. Lovers is like my favorite trope. So I'm so excited about that. 
Shinny was super snarky, um, but it's fun to like see them kind of like go back, go back and forth and bicker with each other already. Like they kind of like got that rapport between each other really quickly and I'm loving it. And then also it seems like we're going to be dealing with like past lives maybe. And then there's a twist of horror. So yeah, I'm curious to see where things go with this show. It's very interesting. Um, so as far as my questions, of course, what is this bloody hand? Whose hand is it? We know it's the hand of someone that he killed apparently, but I'm guessing it's, you know, a hand, someone he killed from a past life. I'm just like, who is it? Um, and how long has this been happening to him? Cause he's used to the hand visiting him. He talks to it and everything. So <laughs> clearly he's used to it. So I'm just like, Ooh. um, I'm also wondering if the bloody hand is Angcho's hand, um, who is the shaman from the past that was killed that Shinyu found online. Um, and was, you know, Shinyu, Mujin in a past life. I'm wondering because they said that Mujin killed Angcho. So I'm wondering because and Shinyu and Mujin have the same last name, Jang. So I'm wondering like, okay, is this like a past life situation? I'm also wondering if the curse is related to the medical condition or is the medical condition completely separate? Um, so yeah, I'm curious about that. Um, I'm also wondering if Hongjo is cursed as well, because I just think it's really odd that she literally has no one, no family, no friends, like literally everyone that comes across her just hates her and I don't understand why. Um, so I'm wondering if her, like Shin Yu, will be the key to her freedom and she'll be the key to his. I'm wondering. Um, I'm also wondering what happened between Hangzhou and Shinyu's girlfriend in high school because I do not believe her story for one bit. I don't believe it. Also wondering what's going to happen with Jigyong. Is he going to drink the potion? Does he like Hangzhou? I feel like he does because like, well, he went on his way to like shout her on the discussion board. He bought her a shirt. Like, I don't know. He's kind of doing the nonchalant thing, but I think he likes her. But we'll see. I'm also wondering if all the men in Shinyu's family are cursed because his grandpa mentioned that he was the longest living man in the Zhang family. He's 70 years old. They were like all at a funeral and he was like, yeah, I'm the longest living man in, you know, the Zhang family. And I was like, okay, because 70 is not, you know, it's not for him to be the longest living. I was like, wow, that's not, that's not good. But I'm, yeah, I'm just curious because, you know, Shinyu's dad was saying like his condition was curable. Shinyu wasn't. Shinyu's wasn't so like you know does the curse skip generations I don't know so we'll see about that um I also noticed that Hongjo had a nightmare at the same time the guy at the haunted house died so I'm wondering if she's linked to that house that shrine too um also obviously Shinyu and his girlfriend have to break up at some point because obviously he's supposed to be with Hongjo um but I'm wondering if the reason for the breakup is going to be about this whole high school situation. Like when he finds out the truth, maybe. Um, also, I'm wondering if all the characters are connected in the past. Like, see you in my 19th lifestyle. <laughs> um, I, because, you know, she's the owner of the box. So I'm assuming that her and Shin Yu, her as in Hongjo, you know, they came across each other in a past life, maybe. And I'm wondering if... Hongjo mixing the love potion in any way caused what happened to Shin Yu when he was in the car and got in that accident. So are they linked? 
so yeah, lots of questions because I'm just, I just, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so yeah. And then as far as my hopes, I really hope the show doesn't lean into the scary stuff because I'm at my limit. (laughs) That bloody hand gives me the creeps. I don't like it. So (laughs) I don't want to see it anymore. Um, I don't know how likely that is, but I wasn't expecting the show to be as dark as as it is. Like I'm really... I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Let me know if y'all were shocked too. But I was just like, oh, okay, we're going there. So yeah, we'll see. As far as my decision, I definitely am intrigued enough to continue with the show. Um, Episode two was much better in my opinion. Just based on episode one, I honestly was not sure if I wanted to like keep watching it. But I I kept going. I watched two. um, Much better. And the storytelling was a lot more streamlined. um, A lot more like linear. Like episode one was just literally all over the place. Um... And you see the chemistry between the leads and the banter between them. And it was very, it was giving what I expected the show to give in episode two. So I enjoyed it a lot. And yeah, I'm just super, super curious to see how everyone is connected. So we'll see how it goes. But yeah, that is it for Destined With You. Uh, and that is it for the episode. Um, let me know, y'all, what you think of all of these shows, My Dearest, Behind Your Touch, Um Destined with you. Let me know what you thought of these shows. If you're watching them, if you're enjoying them, I'm. I'm. I've been talking to a lot of you about like my dearest. Um. So thank you all. I yeah. I love talking about my dearest. It's like the greatest show. It's so good. Um. So yeah. I I'm looking forward to talking to you guys about these shows. Um. Let me know if you're watching. Let me know what you think about the episode. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you all so much just for the support, the love, the comments, the messages. They they really mean the world to me. Um, and if this is your first time, please feel free to follow me at Swoon Diaries Pod on Instagram. Uh, feel free to send me a message and say hi. Please don't be shy. Um, leave a rating on Spotify or Apple, five-star rating. Um, also, if you leave a rating on Apple, please um, write a review because I love reading them. They warm my heart. So yeah, thank you all so much for listening. Really appreciate it and talk to y'all next time. Bye.